Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and today's episode is brought to you by the fine folks at NetHealth. So NetHealth are the people behind Redoc, which is an electronic medical record service. They are powered by XFIT, and it is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. You can expand your visit capacities by... Uh, maximizing your workflow, get paid for your services so you're not leaving any money on the table, and then ramp up your patient engagement to keep them coming back. So if you want to learn more about Redoc and the complete revenue management service, check them out at nethealth.com slash healthy. So a huge thanks to NetHealth for sponsoring today's episode, and a huge thanks to my guest, physical therapist Kevin Schmidt. So Kevin is a physical therapist and clinical bike fitter in Portland, Oregon, who founded his own niche bike-centric PT practice, Pedal PT, in 2012. His office is a unique hybrid insurance cash pay model, which is 95% direct access that sees the full gamut of orthopedic musculoskeletal rehab clients with a specialty in bike fit and solving complex cycling injuries. Pedal PT is also the first private practice in the country to be certified in both sustainability practices and bike friendliness and is active in the local cycling community, including their popular monthly free coffee for bicyclists event. At its core, Pedal PT is a value-driven company and all employees are required to cycle to work year-round. We talk about that in the podcast. Pedal PT's model of bike fitting is designed to be a collaborative approach with local bike shops versus competing with them. The office design was fully built out with bike amenities, including indoor bike parking, bike tools and equipment, bike fit station with proprietary design, and built bike trainer and changing rooms. As of June 1st, Kevin completed the final FDD paperwork to be able to franchise this innovative model and is now on a mission to build a community of pedal PT cycling healthcare revolutionaries throughout the U.S. to elevate the PT profession within the realm of treating cyclists and creating a united voice to address bike fit without being driven by bike industry. And we cover all of that in this podcast. Kevin was great. He's up front, and he tells you how he did all of it. So everyone, enjoy, and a big thanks to Kevin for coming on the uh, podcast. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the podcast. I'm happy to have you join me today. Yes, glad to be here. Thanks. And like I said, you are the owner of Pedal PT. So before we get into a sort of wider discussion on your business model and what that means to you and to cyclists in your area, what led you to create Pedal PT? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a great story. I mean, I'm originally from the Midwest, so I'm from Michigan and kind of grew up with cycling. My father was an obsessed cyclist. uh, So pretty much I grew up with bikes in all state of disrepair all around our house. And uh, so cycling was just a big part of our lives as kids growing up, a lot of mountain biking. Uh, I graduated from PT school in 2002 and moved out to Portland um, and kind of 
got away a little bit from bicycling, uh, kind of took a job for a couple of years in a very strong manual therapy clinic, uh, private practice, uh, was there for a couple of years and then actually uh, ended up working with a friend of mine and we opened up five clinics in the Portland area and one in Bend um, underneath the blanket of an occupational medicine facility. So we were pretty much seeing 99.9% uh, .9 work comp injuries. Um, and unfortunately with that, I was running around to a lot of different clinics. Uh, you know, I was in the car a good two to three hours every day commuting. Um, the traffic was getting just horrible. And so I found myself sitting around in traffic, uh, getting very aggravated, getting very angry, uh, road ragey on people. Um, it was at that time that uh, my son was born in 2007. Uh, so I had a new baby at home and I just realized I needed a, a simpler life. I needed a way to get away from kind of this higher stress, um, higher burnout rate clinic uh, series of clinics that I was working at. And I really wasn't seeing the clients that I wanted to see. Uh, you know, I think we all kind of have these ideal people that we'd want to see. And, and a lot of times seeing your 350 pound truck driver coming in and, uh, you know, having to work on their feet or something like that is really not the client that you're really dying to, to work with. So I just realized I needed to make a huge change. And so I took a massive pay cut and um, decided I was going to take a job at a private practice, uh, roughly about two to three miles from my house. And, uh, because I was able to do that, then I, I could finally get back into this bicycling again. And, you know, being in Portland, Oregon, you know, bike town, USA, mm -hmm. I guess that's debatable. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I just kind of figured this would be a great opportunity for me to really dig into to cycling again, get back into riding. And, you know, like I said, I was only two to three miles away. And so I decided to ride my bike every day to this clinic. And um, it was great. I mean, my life completely changed once I started riding a bike. You know, I was healthier. I felt more refreshed. Um, I was able to interact better with my patients. I just felt more energetic. I don't think I missed a day of work um, because of illness or anything. Uh, but one funny thing started to happen to me is as I started to ride and ride every day and year round, um, my neck started hurting a little bit. You know, I, I was just riding only three miles a day, but I just kind of find it odd that I was getting neck pain. And then um, all of a sudden my lower back started hurting. And, you know, as a PT, I got really frustrated because I couldn't figure out why I was hurting. You know, I'm here treating patients. I'm evaluating patients, you know, I'm the top clinician at this small private practice, and I can't even figure out why my back or neck hurts on this bike. Um, and come to find out, it's because we get no education whatsoever on uh, posture on the bike or what we call bike fitting, which is actually your position on the bike or anything of that nature. So it kind of caused me to really get frustrated and angry that I couldn't figure this out. And so because of that fact, I I started looking around and found this great group called Bike PT uh, out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, my good friend Eric Moen runs this organization. So it's a, it's a group of you know, physical therapists teaching you about cycling-related injuries and bike fitting. And uh, from that, I was able to kind of remedy my own situation. Um, the secret answer is I was sold a bike that was too small for me. So there wasn't a whole lot of things I could kind of do to remedy that. But after figuring out my own situation and being able to be ride pain-free again, the more people that I talked to, um, boy, I realized that there was a lot of people hurting while they were cycling and come to find out that there are studies out there that show that roughly 85% of people that ride a bike regularly uh, will develop aches and pains uh, related to riding that bike. And so as an injured cyclist or some, someone who was in pain at that time, I realized there was only two options for me to, to try to seek help for myself. I could either A, um, I could go to the bike shop which is interesting enough when people have pain on the bike, a lot of times they will go to the bike shop. They just mm -hmm. assume 
Um, unfortunately, at the bike shop, you typically are going to see an individual uh, that knows a lot about your bike, uh, the equipment on your bike, uh, but knows little to nothing about your body or kind of what's causing uh, that pain or um, you know the ability to evaluate or diagnose your symptoms. So here we have the bike shop employee that, um, and a lot of times your bike fitters at your bike shops are also people with a high school education that have taken a weekend course on bike fitting, and then all of a sudden they're a certified bike fitter. So they really don't know the ins and outs of biomechanics or the body. Um, and then the other alternative, so that would be A, B would be to go see a medical professional or a physical therapist. You know, we know the body really well. Um, and so they could diagnose, tell me what's wrong with my body. But having no experience in cycling, they really didn't have any idea what was going on with my bike because my pain only came on when I was riding. So all of a sudden, I started realizing there was this huge niche where, boy, wouldn't it be great if we could combine the medical side, the ability to evaluate patients and look at tissues and really figure out where the pain's coming from and then be able to apply that to the bike fit side where we could have skills in actually wrenching on bikes and understanding equipment and figuring out the optimal posture that these people are in, et cetera, et cetera. And from that, I started um, fitting people at the clinic. Uh, I kind of went through all that continuing education paperwork and uh, coursework and became Portland's very first certified bike PT in around, mm -hmm. I think that was maybe 2009 or so, mm -hmm. um, and started fitting in the clinic. And, and people were just stoked. They, they, they thought this was amazing. And I was able to combine PT treatments with bike fitting and um, people were just really excited. And um, so that was going really, really well. And I was excited to tell everybody about it. And then um, all of a sudden, 2010 came around and um, my dad died. Um, and so, you know, here's this person that's been kind of my inspiration for all things cycling related and bike related. And, um, you know, he had cancer. And so he ended up dying uh, kind of unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge, kind of a huge blow to me. And, and all of a sudden, um, six months later, if that wasn't bad enough, my grandmother passed away. And all of a sudden, these two kind of horrible things that happen to you that are just such a blow to your system and, um, and your life, it just all of a sudden was kind of this, um, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise, but it was kind of a kick in the ass to kind of say, hey, man, life is too short. You need to take risks. And if this is something you're passionate about, you've always said you're going to open your own clinic, you know, you got to go for it. What's the point? You got to go for things. You got to take risks. You got to put yourself out there. And so, um, yeah, slowly but surely, I kind of slowly built built up my own practice, uh, opened up my own practice. Pedal PT opened in 2012. Um, and actually this Monday coming up, August 27th, will be our sixth year uh, anniversary of being in business. Congratulations. So, yeah. So that's kind of, kind of, kind of my journey, kind of where I started was, was basically frustrated car commuter turned bike commuter turned frustrated bike commuter because of pain and uh, trying to get to the bottom of that. And so uh, it's been exploding ever since. Yeah, and doesn't that always seem to be the way? Like when it's when something becomes more personal to you, all of a sudden it can turn into your passion. Right, and they always say, you know, if you can find something where you can apply your passion, uh, and and find something in business that you're passionate about, that's even better. And so I was always passionate about physical therapy, and little did I know that this cycling it must be in my DNA or something with my father, but. Um, every year that I continue to be in this clinic, I just continue to love cycling more and want to be riding more and talking about bikes more. Um, it's kind of like a little drug almost. And so every day that I come to work, it's not work. This is just having fun with people, uh, solving the riddle about why they're having pain on the bike. And that's not only elite level road cyclists, uh, but also, um, you know, grandma who just wants to ride her bike down to the farmer's market and back without knee pain, you know, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of trying to yeah. cover that whole gamut, you know. Yeah, fantastic. And now you had to go and take continuing education to, to be a qualified bike fitter, correct? 
Correct. And so in your opinion, why do you think physical therapists are uniquely qualified for this and why aren't more of us doing it? Yeah, great question. I mean, you know, who's the expert in in movement and who's the expert in posture and who's the expert in diagnosing um, pain? I mean, really, when we think about orthopedics, the physical therapist is your best, um, your best capable person out there to be doing uh, that. So when it comes to bike fitting, all you are is assessing motion and you're assessing posture. I think the reason that a lot of physical therapists are not doing bike fitting is it becomes intimidating to understand the pieces parts of the bike. Um, A, what can be adjusted? B, how do I adjust that? C, should I adjust that? And so I think a lot of times the physical therapist, if we were to take your average PT who kind of has a generalized idea on what bike posture looks like, we put some on that trainer and they don't look comfortable on there, they could probably be, oh, they look a little like they're reaching out too far but they don't really understand how that translates to me taking these Allen wrenches and actually moving these handlebars or moving the stem around. So I think sometimes it's kind of that, uh, I always kind of say this job is always kind of like part PT, part wrench monkey. You have to be able to kind of be able to handle tools and be comfortable using tools. And I think that's sometimes where things get intimidating and also having the space to be able to do the bike fitting. You know, a lot of places don't have trainers that can accept all axle types and wheel types and all the tools before you to be able to use. So a lot of times it's kind of like, ah, I don't know, I can raise your seat up, I guess. And um, so I think it just kind of gets into understanding the bike side of things, which is, like I said, as PTs, that's probably the one thing they're missing is understanding the the cycling side of things. But as PTs, I mean, we look at motion and mobility and biomechanics every day. That's just what we do. That's how we're trained and that's what we're skilled in. So I really just feel deep down that the physical therapist is is absolutely the best person uh, to be performing bike fit. And however, that's not the case these days. In the US, roughly 90% or greater than 90% of all bike fits are being performed by bike shop employees who mm-hmm. had taken a weekend course in bike fitting. So, so a lot of times they're going to have a real hard time solving challenges or someone that comes in that has, uh, you know, other orthopedic injuries going on. We just saw a gentleman today that had a four level fusion in his lower back and mm-hmm. couldn't bend his knee past 110 degrees. Mm-hmm. I still want to ride my bike. So, you know, the bike shop employee is going to be like, I don't know what to do with this guy. I don't even know what a fusion is. You know, so again, it's combining kind of that medical side with the cycling side. So and that's, that's, that's why it's been so fun. <laughs> it's and, seen these unique cases. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, where can people learn to be a bike fitter? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different coursework out there. Uh, most of them are being driven kind of by what we'd say bike industry. So Specialized has a group that does mm-hmm. bike fitting. Uh, there's a group called bikefit.com uh, that's run by a gentleman by the name of Paul Swift. Uh, I always, when anybody asks me uh, about bike fitting, I always direct people to bike PT uh, because again, you're getting education from the standpoint of a physical therapist, not as an industry biased uh, bike fitter. Now, what? let me unpack that a little bit. Mm-hmm. When I, t- when I talk about bike industries so like specialized or some of these other groups the reason they teach uh you know people at bike shops to do this is because it ultimately becomes a ticket to an upsell and and what i mean by that is in industry the solution to someone's symptoms is based on equipment 100 percent there's very little education. It's a lot of times I'm having hand pain, so I need new handlebars. I'm having foot pain, so I need new shoes. Uh, when a lot of times when we can understand the biomechanics and ultimately what is the cause of those symptoms, I estimate that roughly 70% of equipment that's sold during bike fit these days is unnecessary for people to achieve pain-free cycling. 
let's say I am like a, a physical therapist and I don't own my own clinic, mm-hmm. but I really want to get into this. Sure. How can I, how could, like, what's the best way to, to do that? Yeah, that's, that's where it gets really tricky is that there are a lot of different schools out there that you can take, but there is currently only one that is kind of more, uh, more so aligned with what being a physical therapist in addition to it. So there are coursework that you can take through specialized uh, coursework that you can take through a variety of different industry based um, groups that would be kind of right now. Uh, until we get up and running <laughs> and expand, uh, that's your best educational arm. Otherwise, you're going to be doing a lot of Google searching mm. and finding a lot of information on bike fitting, and a lot of it is just not very good quality information out there. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Net Health. PTs, what do you hope to accomplish in 2018? I bet providing even better patient care and increasing revenue are top on the list. First, expand your visit capacity. Then get paid for your services, ramp up patient engagement, and eliminate worries about documentation and compliance. The good news is there's one solution that brings it all to the table. Redoc, powered by XFIT, is a cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. Imagine PT billing, coding, compliance experts taking the back office work off your hands and reporting to you. Learn more about Redoc and complete revenue cycle management services at nethealth.com slash healthy. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more now about Pedal PT. Sure. So you are based in Portland. Yes. And you are now going to franchise Pedal PT. And we talked a little bit before we went on the air and how that term franchise can have a negative connotation. Sure. Yeah. So talk to me about this. How are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think that's, the, that's kind of the idea. I think, I think a lot of times when we hear, hear the term, uh, we hear the term franchise, we kind of hear, oh, they're cashing out, uh, they're selling out, they're just going to be like McDonald's. And um, I don't know. I mean, I think when you come down into it, basically when, it, when we're talking about a franchise, we're basically selling a business model and then working together with these people to, to grow this, this idea and this concept of pedal PT. Like I said, right now, what I, my goal for this or the reason we kind of got into this whole franchising or what does that even mean is that ultimately, first of our two things happened. Um, I was approached by many, many people in these past six years um, that said, hey, when are you going to open a pedal PT in Minneapolis? When are you going to open up a pedal PT in Southern California? When are you going to open up a pedal PT here and there? And I started kind of thinking of this idea. I was like, wow, I mean, this, this concept is really great. The idea is great. It's kind of done differently than a lot of how bike fit is being done. Um, why couldn't this succeed in any other, other town? And I started thinking, I was like, well, maybe it could. Um, that was the first thing that kind of happened. I was getting approached by people, investors that were curious about this. Um, the second thing that happened, I was at, randomly at a barbecue one time and um, was wearing a cycling-related T-shirt. And the guy said, oh, do you, do you know this company? And I said, yeah. He said, he said oh, I do all their trademarking uh, for all bike industry and bike-related things. And I said, oh, that's interesting. We, and my wife was kind of like, we really need to trademark pedal PT. We, we really need to kind of get into that and do that. So that kind of led us down this path of actually getting a federal trademark on the term pedal PT, the, uh, the concept of having a bike PT clinic. And so I was like, okay, that's great. We're protected now. And then I guess the third thing, I guess there are three things. Uh, the third thing is we were actually approached by a group uh, that wanted to take our business and turn it into a franchise. And so one thing leads to another. We have a phone call. And eight months later, I have put in the work and we have now have what's called your federal disclosure document uh, to become a franchise. Um, 
what we want to do is we want to bring up the awareness and unite physical therapists that are passionate about bicycling and that are passionate about treating the cycling population. There's a lot of us out there. There's a lot of PTs out there that would love to be doing kind of what we do in dealing with cyclists, managing bike fit, all these fun clients. Yet there's not, there's really not an environment for them. Like we said, I mean, where do we learn about this? Where, where can we learn about these? There's just not a lot of great quality education out there. There's some basics and things that you can learn, but a lot of times it just ends up being a solo practitioner um, kind of doing their own thing. And then when that runs its course, it's done. Mm-hmm. But, if we, but if we could find a united voice uh, as physical therapists to raise the bar on treating cyclists, managing bike fit, creating best case scenarios, doing studies, um, things like that, that we could really elevate our voice as a, as a career and as a field in this realm that's not controlled and designed specifically by bike industry. So it's a way that we can start to kind of give ourselves a voice. So if we had multiple pedal PT locations, we can then all collaborate. We can all mentor. We can all learn from each other. We can all take videos of clients that we're having a hard time with and create this kind of, um, I always kind of say this group of cycling healthcare revolutionaries that really want to go out and change the world about how cyclists are being managed right now, because there is a lot of room for improvement on what is currently out there managing the cycling population. And let's say, all right, so let's say I think this is a great idea. I want to franchise pedal PT. Great. What do I have to do <laughs> as you, a PT? Yeah, you got it. Well, like I said, basically what we do is we have kind of created a turnkey solution for you. Uh, what we can do is we give you all the ways to, uh, number one, choose your own location. So location is very important when it comes to these offices as we are basically focusing on the cycling community. So we have protocols, we have systems in place on how to localize and find your optimal pedal PT location. In addition to that, we then need to educate those, you know, going to be, they're going to be going into business for themselves and running their own clinic. Um, Like I said, when we talk about franchising, it's basically what we're looking for is the right people that are passionate about cycling, who want to be in business for themselves, but not by themselves. So we will be working together to create this whole concept. Once we determine location, we have then ways to design our own layout. Uh, How we have designed our clinic here in Portland, Oregon, I was very fortunate enough to have a blank slate and we were basically gifted, uh, not gifted, but I got this space that was basically a cement floor and a brick wall. What we were then able to do from that is actually create kind of what I had always dreamed about being this ideal, what does a bike-friendly physical therapy office look like? What we have done is we've created indoor bike racks, full-on bike fitting stations, bike tools, changing stations. Uh, We've actually gotten a gold level certification from the League of American Bicyclists, uh, which is a group actually from the East Coast. um, That's a national organization. Takes a year to get actually um, accredited for that. Um, We also, our office is only the also the, the only PT office in America that I'm familiar with that also has a gold level sustainability rating. So that's how much paper we use, uh, how much water our office consumes, um, the lighting we use. Uh, we use all uh, silverware. Anybody asks for water, they get glasses. There's no disposable cups. Uh, we recycle pretty much everything that comes in and out of this office. So we, what we're trying to do is create, it's awful hard to be a bike-friendly PT office and not also be a eco-friendly PT office as well. And so what we're trying to do is be a vehicle for good so when we design the space, and if we were to open a pedal PT location, then we work with that pedal PT owner or that franchisee in order to design out their space to meet those, those criteria and to support those values that we really stand for as a company. 
In addition to that, then we're also gonna train them on how to market. We're gonna do most of your marketing for you. We're gonna teach you how to integrate yourself into your cycling community. And we're gonna teach you about bike fitting. We're gonna teach you about our model itself is roughly a cash-based hybrid model. Our clinic here in Portland only takes four insurances. The rest of that is cash pay. This clinic could survive in the right environment as a 100% cash-based service as well. It all depends on kind of how reimbursement works state by state. Mm -hmm. So we kind of have the ethos of a cash-based practice. Do it your, your own way. Treat the patients you want to be able to see. Get paid what you think you should be paid. Also, while having a very strong value system in place about what we stand for. We're also extremely involved in the community here. Um, once a month, we do this free coffee for bicyclists events and something that we've done for six years out here. We're actually meeting bike commuters in the morning, uh, giving free coffee, chatting with them, kind of being part of the community. We're, we're a sponsor of a bioswale, actually two bioswales out in our neighborhood. Um, I'm a what? A bioswale? Are you familiar with what a bioswale is? I am not. <laughs> a bioswale is, is basically, it's designed to assist in rainwater runoff. Uh, so what they are is these large, uh, they're kind of hooked adjacent to the street and they look like a giant trough, except they have greenery in them. So plants and things are planted in them. What those are designed to do is, is curb water runoff into those bioswales, which then hold the water for a portion and then the, the water slowly trickles into the city water system so it doesn't overflow into the, the main system. That's what Very a bioswale nice. is. Very Anyway, good. so Por Portland has taken on this it's huge- so uh, Portland. I know, right? I was like-, like I was like, coffee um, is so Portland. Everybody's so just Portland. gagging themselves right now, like, oh my God, bioswales. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I do things, we, we reach out to companies, I give talks to companies, tech offices, I go in on site to companies to do bike fitting for companies on site. Um, we do a lot of things in the community. So that's, those are all those, those brand things that we want to be able to carry over, teach and encourage other PTs uh, to be a strong part of that community. Like I said, if I, if I live in a four mile radius around my office and around my house, then I pretty much know most of those people. I shop at those businesses. And what ends up happening is that the greater relationship that you can make in your neighborhood, your neighborhood then in turn takes care of you. Um, and with that said, you know, when we start thinking about bike fitting, our bike fitting model is very different than how your average bike fit clinic is, is because we have no equipment here to sell. I'm not there to sell you new handlebars. I'm not there to sell you new stems or new pedals. What I want to do is I want to support your local bike shop. And so if you truly need equipment, like I said, it's so overly sold in the bike shops, but if you truly need equipment and some people do, then I will write you a prescription about what you need to get. You can go to your local bike shop. Then it comes on my script. They take it to the bike shop and the bike shop's like, wow, that was really cool. So all of a sudden the next person that comes into that bike shop that says, Hey, I'm having knee pain. That bike shop is not going to try to solve their knee pain. They're going to say, just go down to pedal PT. They'll help you out. And if you need equipment, they'll send you right back here and we'll, and we'll get you what you really need. So therefore it's kind of, it's this whole concept of trying to help support everybody versus I think when I first went into business and maybe, you know, you can relate or as business owners, you can relate. We're always trying to hold these cards close to our chest initially because we're like, Oh, I don't want to give anything away. I don't want to give anything away. I don't, I don't, I want it all for me. But the funny yeah, thing is, is mindset. The, the funny thing is, is the more, the more that you give away, the more that you take time to give away, the more it comes back to you so much more. It, yep. It's just kind of a funny thing. And I think that was a huge mental shift for me after that first or second year in business that I kind of felt like bike shops are kind of like, I'm not sending you people, you do bike fit. And I was like, no, 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 we don't do it like that. And until we could get 
you know, the word out, how we do it, um, you know, they, they all of a sudden, all the local bike shops within about three miles of me are just like, yeah, just go see Kevin. <laughs> He'll take care of you. I, I don't know what's going on with your neck. I don't even want to, I don't even want to try to explain why you have neck pain, uh, but they can, and they'll tell you exactly what's wrong and they can tell you how we relate that to the bike as well. Yeah. So, and so that, yeah. that shift from that scarcity mindset to a more of an abundance and communal mindset has really sounds to me like has been the, the thing that has helped turn not just your mindset around, but your whole career around. Absolutely. And, and these are skills and these are, these are techniques and systems that we can then apply to all of the pedal PTs wherever they might open. And so that's what we want to do is we hear the term franchise, we hear McDonald's, mm -hmm. but a franchise can be a vehicle for good and for positivity and for helping your own community and neighborhood. All, all the while also accelerating your career and being able to allow you to become an expert in bike fitting and managing the cycling population, which I think a lot of people would love to be able to do. And how are you going to ensure the quality of your franchises? Well, right now we have things set up right now where we essentially will be having monthly meetings uh, set up between the two. This will all get more and more um, granular as we actually get some of these pedal PTs open. But the goal is to be able to have monthly meetings, uh, Facebook groups, things like that, where we can constantly be commuting uh, or communicating with each other, problem solving. Um, my wife is going to be also assisting in that and helping problem solve for people. Um, but as things go on, we will get more structured things. But, you know, my goal is eventually is we'll have a lot of these up and will become its own family of, of PTs that are all looking to improve the quality of the service they're providing. So if they have questions, mentoring, um, you know, start to finish. So right now it would be something that would be on the minimum of monthly meetings, Skype calls, things like that. Just depends on where they are location wise. If there are people within, you know, 500 miles of here, we might all get together and maybe go for a bike ride and talk about business and learn about business and help coach them on business. Just helping to just grow not only their skills as a PT, but also as a business owner, because these are not uh, skills, as you know, that we're, that we're given right out of school, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, it sounds like you've got a really great plan in place and you're in it for the right reasons. You're trying to improve the quality of life for people in neighborhoods across America um, and certainly for the cycling community because I think it's also important to mention that you don't exclusively see cyclists. Correct. So for those people thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind opening that franchise, but I don't know that many cyclists. Right. And I think that's the hardest thing as a niche practice. <laughs> that's the hardest question we have to answer. Do you see other things uh, other than cycling? I mean, I don't ride bikes, but I have this ro rotator cuff injury. Do you guys treat that? And what we always try to tell people is that we're 50-50. I mean, it's 50% cycling. It probably kind of depends on the season. Sometimes it's 60% cycling, 40% orthopedics. In the wintertime, it's probably more 60 to 70% orthopedic things related to 30% cycling. So like I said, we're full, full service orthopedic physical therapy hands-on, manual therapy, one-on-one -on -one care, an hour per session, one-on-one. -on -one. We have no aids, no techs, just physical therapists, and we treat everything. <laughs> Anything that can be injured orthopedic-wise, we, we treat it. So spinal things, ankle sprains, uh, pre- and post-surgical things, the whole, the whole deal there. So Cool. So yeah. if someone is like, I want to open up a franchise, they don't have to be strictly cyclist only. You are a physical therapist Absolutely. with a cycling franchise. So you're a physical therapist with the knowledge to treat cyclists, but you can treat anyone. 
Yeah, like we say, when people ask, they say, we are a full service orthopedic physical therapy office with a specialty in bike fitting and cycling injury. That's Perfect. just this is kind of our specialty, but we can treat everything. Uh, and like I said, and, and the best way that we can kind of get that word out is we also work very hard to get Google reviews and Yelp reviews and things. And it's our clients that do such a great job of showing also what we do in addition to the bike. Because we get people that are write these wonderful reviews and they say, oh my God, I love these guys. I first just want to clarify that they do not see only cycling related injuries. I'm a nurse and I had radiculopathy and I don't even ride a bike and these guys are fabulous. Mm -hmm. So we try to kind of let our, like I said, the more we give back to our community, the more they give back, they give us love back. And it kind of just kind of keeps recirculating that whole idea. But that's the hardest part with a name like Pedal PT. People are, we get the most unusual questions. I remember one time I was at a conference and people was like, Pedal PT. So your office is just full of exercise bikes then, right? And I was just like, well, I mean, no, (laughs) they just imagined this spin studio. And so our former PT is just putting people on exercise bikes or something. And so uh, he said, no, 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 this is all hands-on manual therapy, manipulative therapy, the whole deal. Uh, I'm also a Mulligan certified practitioner. So I love the Mulligan stuff. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, we do, we do it all, but we get some very unusual (laughs) questions like pedal PT. What does that mean? You know, I'm sure I'm sure. Well, I think that you're certainly onto something here and I wish you the best of luck and I, I have a feeling you won't need it because it sounds like you're really, really enthusiastic and you've got all your, your T's crossed and your I's dotted. Um, so best of luck. And now before we finish, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask everyone and that is knowing where you are now in your life and career, what advice would you give to yourself as a new grad, fresh out of PT school. Oh my gosh, that's so hard. I don't know. I mean, I feel oh, really- Oh, come on. <laughs> I told you I was going to think about this question, right? And uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess the, the thing that I, I think I really, I think the key is, is always don't be afraid to take risk. Uh, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and don't be afraid to put yourself into situations that make you nervous. I think when we get out of school, we're all very tentative. We want to do the right thing. Um, get your skills up. I mean, I think that's really important too, is don't neglect your skills. Uh, not saying that you couldn't pull off running your own practice right out of school. Aaron did it. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of folks have done this. Um, I just kind of felt like I needed to focus on what made uh, me special as a PT uh, was my skills, uh, my ability to relate with people, a lot of things uh, with that. But I mean, I don't know what I would tell myself. I would probably tell myself to cut my hair. Uh, I had long hair and a ponytail and long beard uh, down to my chest, actually, when I moved out to Portland. Oh, yeah, I was... was Oh, my God. Please send that to me. (laughs) You could use it as the photo for (laughs) for this Uh, episode. I'll send send you my wedding photo because I literally look like Jesus uh, with, like, long long hair and a beard. And I wore... Oh, my God, that's fantastic. So uh, that might be the one thing I might tell it... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> might tell myself like, dude, just come on, like get yourself cleaned up. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. But otherwise, I mean, I feel very, very fortunate to have had amazing mentors, to have had amazing experiences. Um, and I think ultimately the best advice I can give any new grad is just uh, follow your passion. And just because you don't know something doesn't mean you can't learn about it. I think sometimes we 
we kind of deny ourselves. We don't let ourselves really um, dive into things because we feel like, well, I don't know anything about that. But you have to just have the honesty to yourself that I can solve this. I can figure out where to find the answers. And I think that's kind of just that entrepreneurial mindset is just, um, you know, if you can, uh, if you are interested in something, then you can probably, uh, you know, have the ways to figure that out. I, I think I remember hearing something about Elon Musk, and maybe he's not the greatest guy to bring up right now, but. Uh, he said, I think, remember, they interviewed him one time. They're like, you know, you're going to open up this SpaceX program, right? And uh, you, must knew, you must have known a lot about rockets and, and been really excited about rockets. And he's like, nah, I knew nothing about rockets. I, I knew absolutely nothing. Uh, but I knew that, you know, I, I basically signed up to do that company. And then I just, I read books. And then I talked to people. And I just learned how to do that. And, and I think that us as PTs, among anyone, um, have the ability to really learn because we might see a, a client that we don't know what's wrong with them and then we'll be able to kind of figure it out. But that always, don't be afraid to really harness that ability of like, you don't know, but you can figure out how to get it and, and, and just go for it, you know, I guess. Oh, it's kind of a long rambling answer. I don't know if that sounded very profound, but you know. No, that was great advice. <laughs> great advice. And now where can people find you? Great. So people can find me, uh, you know, our, our website is pedalpt.com. So go feel free to check that out. Um, I'm also very active on Instagram. That's kind of my favorite social media. I know. Uh, that's, that's my jam. I love the Instagram story so much. Um, I, know. So <laughs> I see them. Uh, yeah. See, a lot right? of biking. Yeah. Yeah, lot, yeah. I'm on a bike every day. Uh, that's what we always kind of say about pedal PT. I feel like I'm a guinea pig for anything related, cycling related, because I probably experienced every pain. I probably crashed every way there is possible. And so if you have a pain, I've probably experienced it. But um, yeah, I, I, I think that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. Uh, of course, my email address is kevin at pedalpt.com. You guys can find me that way. Um, but like I said, we also do have a, a franchise page if you guys are interested as well. Um, another great thing that's coming up is, uh, Karen, I don't know if you're going to PPS this year yep. um, or not, but they're, they're kind of doing a fun thing this year. I believe it's on Friday, uh, Friday in the morning. They're doing like a round table, round robin discussion on certain yep. niche practices, one of which this year is, is bike fitting, which I think is really great that it's starting to kind of get a little bit of some traction, um, even in the, in the APTA PPS market. And so I'll be there for that. Uh, my friend Eric Moen, I know, will be there as well. And so if anybody is interested and uh, really wants to start learning more about this pedal PT, learning about bike fitting and getting into that, that'd be a great way we can chat and, and I can answer any questions that anybody might have. So. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing you in November. I still have to get my plane ticket. Oh, no. <laughs> but I will get it. I will. I just keep forgetting. And now it's already Friday. So now I have to wait until next Tuesday because they're cheaper on Tuesdays. Anyway. Oh, good to know. Huh. I've got yeah, everything. I've got everything. Cheaper on Tuesdays. I've got everything except my hotel. I'm, I've, got a, I've got a wait list on the Broadmoor. That place sells out so fast. It's just yeah, yikes. So, it's crazy. Yeah. Is there, was there a hotel near there? I think there's a couple of like, you know, Hilton's or holiday yeah, inns around yeah, there yeah. or something like that. But yeah. So if anybody wants well, a bunk mate, let me know. I can crash on the couch with you or something. So. Perfect. <laughs> and you know, I'll tell you, um, a couple of years ago, I went to something and I don't know if it was Graham sessions or if it was a PPS meeting. Um, and it was in Arizona. Mm -hmm. at some fancy resort that I'm, it's escaping me at the moment. And I remember calling because I kind of decided to go last minute. I called mm -hmm. and they had a room and everyone else who tried like months earlier, they said it was sold out. Oh, interesting. So huh. just so you know, make sure you keep calling. Yeah, That's I my like that. 
That's like my that. advice. Because when I was like, oh, I just got it last week, people were like, what? Hmm, got it. So people cancel. <laughs> so keep calling. I would like not, go, don't do it online. Call on the phone. Got it. Got it. Anyway, yeah, that's Lovely perfect. little travel hacks and tips. Yeah, I like that. Like <laughs> Tuesdays for flights and keep yeah. calling. Okay, got it. Keep got calling. It. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, I will be seeing you then in November. And to awesome. everyone else, thanks so much for listening. Have a great couple of days and stay healthy, wealthy, and smart. A huge thanks to Kevin for all that great information. And of course, a big thanks to our sponsor for today's podcast, and that is NetHealth. So NetHealth are the people behind Redoc, powered by XFit, the cloud-based, fully integrated EMR and billing solution. Plus, you can opt in to completely outsourced billing services. That's the best way to optimize your revenue. Imagine your PT billing, coding, and compliance experts taking the back office work off your hands and reporting to you. This allows you to do the things that you love to do for your business, whether that's treat your patients, work on growing your business, marketing to your neighbors and your doctors and your community. You could do all of the stuff you love to do and let NetHealth take care of the rest. To learn more about Redoc and the complete revenue cycle management services, check them out at nethealth.com healthy. Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.